Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thank you for joining us on the broadcast. If you're watching on a podcast or video, thank you for that as well and for sharing them. Now, previously this week in our teaching messages, we discussed the dying to sin, self, and flesh on Monday in moral decision about sin so that we truly come to grips with our sin or sins and knowing that in Christ we can die to that nature. We've now been given all that we need, the power, and all that we need to do so. On Tuesday, we then talked about moral divinity, highlighting how we, Christ not only, I'm sorry, highlighting how Christ not only gives us the strength to overcome sin, but has given us a new nature. And we are seen as morally righteous in Him and can be morally righteous in the new person that He has made us to be as we rise with Him co-resurrection, remember dying to sin and flesh was co-crucifixion, but we rise with him in co-resurrection into this new life. If you missed those or any others, you can go back and check those out at loveandlordship.com. Our website is love and A-N-D in the middle, spell it all out together, loveandlordship.com. Many other videos, podcasts, and articles that you can check out. Share it with others. Strike up some conversations. Use them as study guides to go deeper into God's Word in your walk and you're helping someone else to walk as a disciple of Jesus Christ. That's our prayer. That's our desire. That's what I do with these things. So I'm asking you to think about it and do it. If you have questions or comments, agreements or disagreements, contact me at Love and Lordship. Same thing, all spelled out together, Lordship at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Thanks for those who do that and the encouragement, the questions, and I just appreciate that. So thank you for doing it. Uh, contact us through loveandlordship at gmail.com. From crucifying sin and dying to self, just as Christ was crucified on the cross to make it possible for us to do so, and then moving to the new birth, the new person, the new life that we're given in his resurrection, we can literally exchange who is Lord in our life from self, which is actually Satan. And that's what most churches won't tell you. And the enemy certainly doesn't want them to. That when you choose self and you think God's okay with it, you're actually taking Christ off the throne and you're choosing Satan. As we obey Christ because he has given us all we need to do so, we can moment by moment and day by day choose to exercise his reign, his rule in our lives by choosing his divine truth and morality in love. He won't force that. We choose it not because we're commanded or demanded to, but because in his commands, he lovingly says, if you love me, John 13, 34, if you love me, you will keep my commands. That's the evidence of our love. Turning from sin and self in our flesh to righteousness was and still is impossible in and of ourselves in the law. That's literally what Paul is saying in Romans and Galatians. So we must accept his death and ours, the old nature, in crucifixion. And we must receive the new person that he has given us in resurrection that makes it possible for us to live out in this truth and love, his truth and love. Apart from him, we have no hope of getting rid of the selfish man or woman and putting on the morally divine man or woman and living out what he's freely placed within us by his grace and our faith. 
but he has given us all that we need in that moral divinity that we could not do ourselves. And that's literally what baptism represents. It is a powerful, symbolic, and actual identification of death, burial in the water, and resurrection to new life and new personhood. That's what Romans 6, we've been in there. The, the Monday and Tuesday of this week, that's where we were. Romans 6. And so, Paul, we're going to continue in that today and find out even more about this, but that's literally what that means. You see? So what does it mean and what does it look like as we now begin to live this new life? No longer conforming. You still can, and you may struggle with this, but we want to get to the point where we no longer conform to the old person, the fleshly, selfish, sinful ways, but submit to Christ's sovereign lordship in our lives. That's the subject of today's episode in which we take the new moral divinity, the moral code, in line with his divine nature, the Holy Spirit within us, and with him as Lord, we now live under what the title of our message is, which is his moral dominion. Again, follow me along in the, in the devotional booklet or at myutmost.org. We're on April the 12th. You see, we move from death of the old nature to life freely given and a new nature but we still get the choice to show which one reigns in our life. It's not, well, I'm now alive so I can do what I want. And, and since I'm a new person, God has made it so and it's done. The, the 75 to 80% of the scripture deals with people who did that and had to be reprimanded or were told they could be, they could be lost. Paul himself said that, 1 Corinthians 9. If he didn't daily discipline himself, you see. So we can still choose which one reigns in our life. This is truly what lordship, Christ's or Satan's, is all about. We're given all we need, but we still must choose. And our choice literally determines which we desire the most or which we love the most. Better yet, which we simply love. Again, I quoted it earlier. John 13, 34 says that if we love him, we will keep or obey his commands. That's the evidence of our salvation and of our love for him. I don't choose the flesh and sin anymore. I died to that. Just like Christ died for my sin, I died to sin. He's given me the power to do that. And he's replaced in that a new life that I can live with him. As we extrapolate that out, it clearly teaches us that what we choose to obey or follow, or as we talked about on Monday or Tuesday, serve, we do so because that is what we actually love or desire. And we become a servant or a slave to whatever or whoever that may be. Chambers in the devotional today continues in Romans 6, as I mentioned earlier, and the focus text is verses 9 through 11. Death has no more dominion over him, Christ that is, in that he lives, he lives unto God. Likewise, Reckon or decide, make up your mind yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God. Paul, as always, under the inspiration of God himself and the Holy Spirit, is moving us through Christ's death, burial, and resurrection in this teaching so that we will understand, accept, and truly apply it to the death of our sinful flesh and nature, burying it to remove it so that we can rise to this new life. As I mentioned a moment ago, 
in the early parts of what we know as chapter 6, Paul literally gives the analogy of baptism, water baptism, as depicting our own death going down into the grave, into the water, completely submerged, and that's what the Greek word means, and then being resurrected, coming back up out of the grave of the watery grave, going from the natural man, the fleshly, sinful, selfish man, to a now new infant born again in Christ and all that he gives us in his rising from and conquering of sin, death, and hell. In the devotional, we've moved from Monday, co-crucifixion, dying with him, to co-resurrection, arising to a new life with him, to now co-eternal life. Eternal life was the life which Jesus Christ exhibited on the human plane. And it is the same life, not a copy of it, which is manifested in our mortal flesh when we are born of God through Christ identifying with him, receiving by faith through grace his gift of salvation. Eternal life is not a gift from God. Eternal life is the gift of God. I love what he says there. It goes on, the energy and the power which was manifested in Jesus will be manifested in us by the sheer sovereign grace of God when once we have made the moral decision about sin. Monday's message, are you still laboring and serving and, and, and a slave to sin in any way? Chambers says, you shall receive the power of of the Holy Ghost, not power as a gift from the Holy Ghost. The power is the Holy Ghost, not something which he imparts. The life that was in Jesus is made ours by the means of his cross, crucifixion, when once we make the decision to be identified with him, and Romans 6 says clearly that that is done in baptism, by faith, through grace, following through in obedience, water and spirit. If it's difficult to get right with God, the devotional says, it is because we will not decide definitely about sin. That's what I focused on in Monday's teaching, and I pointed out that we avoid this almost completely in our churches and messages these days. As long as sin is given any free sway in our lives, even just from time to time, as I said on Monday, uh, once a year, a dozen times a day, we are not able to get right with God because we have not allowed what Christ put in us through his sacrifice and, and, and saving us to become what it was in him through sanctification, setting apart, becoming like him. That's why Peter said, be holy even as I am holy. Our own choices to, consent, to continue in sin serve as a slave to sin, keep us apart from him. Now, we can be forgiven, we can be placed back in that, but Paul said to the Galatians, the more you keep doing that, the more you become a slave to that. Christ is not Lord, essentially. Therefore, you don't have a relationship with him. That's why we must emphatically decide to die to sin. We couldn't do it by the law, but we can do it by grace through faith in his sacrificial gift and the Holy Spirit in us. Chambers finishes up with this saying, immediately we do decide the full life of God comes in. Jesus came to give us endless supplies of life that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. He said, I believe that might be in Colossians. I should have checked that out, but it's there, okay? Eternal life has nothing to do with time. 
It is the life which Jesus lived when he was down here. The only source of life is the Lord Jesus Christ. The weakest saint can experience the power of the deity of God, the Son of God, if once he is willing to let go, decide about, and die to sin. Any strand of our own energy will blur the life of Jesus. We have to keep letting go, and slowly and surely, the great full life of God will invade us in every part, and men will take knowledge of us that we have been with Jesus. Closing it out with this food for thought, I've asked it many times in our book and this program and when I teach and share, who's Lord of your life? Today's message entitled Moral Dominion is asking the same necessary question for your walk with Jesus with different words. Who has dominion over your life? Jesus or self, which is ultimately Satan. Here's our love in action. Spend time with God, His Word, prayer, and listening every day. Begin with the scripture text in this, in this message, in this episode, if you, if you don't have another place to start. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Number three, ask and answer. Document, write down the following question and the answers. Who or what drives the decisions in your life? And number four, what do you need to do to die in order for Christ's sacrifice to manifest itself in your mind and body to remove the control of sin in your life? What do you need to do to give Christ full reign as Lord of your life? Tomorrow's Family Foundation Friday with co-host David Walls. Going to be another great one. Find out what's happening and what you can do. Join us and invite family, friends, loved ones, and enemies to do so as well. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for your prayers. Thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day in the love and lordship of Christ. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.